Good morning, and we welcome to the program once again the mayor of the city of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh, for his monthly visit. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning, Tom, and everybody in WRBI country. It's great to be back with you again this month. And uh, before we get into the uh, the crux of the matter here, uh, I understand you survived the Decatur County Fair. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, the Decatur County Fair wrapped up uh, last night, and it was a very good year for everyone, and it was great to see everybody out with their 4-H projects, grabbing some food, enjoying the community, and uh, had really pretty decent weather for the most part. I know last year it rained a lot, so this year we're very happy with that. And, yeah, I spend um, each evening out at the fair kind of holding office hours, talking with folks and, and catching up on uh, answering questions that they may have. And it's always it's always a big, long week, but that's wrapped up. And anybody that's ever done uh, 4-H or spent time at a booth out there knows that it uh, it wears on you quick. It's hot, but it, in the end, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's good conversation. So uh, congratulations to everybody who, uh, you know, participated in 4-H. I know there was a lot of folks talking about uh, winning, but it's really about learning and enjoying yourself, having fun, being responsible, uh, completing projects. So that's the that's the main reason for it. So uh, congratulations to everyone on that. And of course, you being a uh, former uh, Decatur County farm boy, I imagine you uh, took a part in uh, 4-H uh, in your formative years. Actually, I didn't. Uh, huh. I'm, I'm not a product of 4-H, but um, I value it and find great uh, tradition in those that do and, and participate. So. I am. I am a farm kid from Southern Decatur County, but we just uh, we dealt with hogs and grain and land and all that um, outside of the show arena. Okay, gotcha. And uh, we cannot uh, let you let you slide out of this uh, part of the conversation without mentioning the uh, your win in the uh, Decatur County Fair Parade on Sunday. <laughs> that was a, a really nice surprise. Um, we we've been working. So my family has a 1929 Model A. Um, on my mom's side of the family that my great-great-grandfather purchased, and uh, my grandfather still owns it and has restored it. Uh, my dad helps with that in the early 90s, so we put that in the Bicentennial Parade as a homage to history. And then the Fair Parade theme this year was the American Automotive uh, Spirit, or some version of that. And so we, we had it still in the garage, and we got it back out. And we won Best in Show um, for our vehicle, which is really a nice honor and, and of course we won $25 uh, award for that and I donated that fund uh, to New Directions who does a lot of good work in our community as well but it's a it's a great piece of family history that I'm excited to show off to, to people this year for our bicentennial it's my goal to have it back for the fall festival parade in September but it's a little finicky so we'll try to keep it running and, and keep it working after then as well. Yeah, all the best on that, and uh, and well done as far as the uh, donating it to uh, the prize money to uh, New Directions, and uh, and of course uh, you mentioned uh, Tree City Fall Festival, and something that happens that particular weekend is the uh, Caleb Brown Memorial 5K, and uh, and then the Board of Works meeting on uh, Tuesday night. Sherry Slavin uh, came before the board and uh, asked for some street closures. Yeah, not only did we have the fair going on, it was also meeting week for us, which is why I, I'm joining you here this morning. And, and one of the first items was uh, from Sherry about the 5K, and it's going to be September 17th. It'll start at 8 a.m. They've got a really great lineup. It's going to start downtown as part of the fall festival setup uh, at the intersection of Washington and Broadway, and it'll do this big, long loop, and then it'll come back uh, downtown. So should be a great opportunity for those who want to participate 
to do so, and they also are going to work with their the school resource officers at Greensburg to help run traffic and, and then also volunteers. So it's also a big event, but it's also not necessarily that GPD has to be involved in, which is good because we, we spend a lot of time that weekend already um, working with the festival being downtown, but we're really excited to see the event return as part of the fall festival. All right. And then uh, speaking of uh, police, uh, Chief Mike McNeely had uh, three um, items for uh, the board's consideration Tuesday night. Yeah, those kind of in order that we went through them in the meeting. He set up some interviews for new hire position. The Board of Works does those. That's a little bit of just administrative. But really what it was a big part of the conversation was about his building. The police department was built in 2002, so it is 20 years old. And it has kind of struggled from HVAC, um, heating and cooling, air conditioning. Um, since day one, and, and the parts for it are not really available anymore, and we continue to have a work environment that's not necessarily conducive to employee health. This has been something he's been talking to me about for a couple of years, and we're, we're finally just kind of getting all the pieces put into place to make it happen. So the Board of Works entered um, into an agreement. They, they did a tentative, a favorable review from the council, which the council reviewed it, you know, in the, their meeting after the Board of Works. But it, the shortened timeline is that the Board of Works has entered into agreement with DLZ of Indiana to engineer a HVAC system that replaces the current one for the building. And they're going to look at the best ways to recycle some of the components that are already in the building, but it's not a Band-Aid. That was made very clear. We are looking at an event, an HVAC system replacement, just because it's out of its run its useful life. It doesn't work. The building doesn't work well. And so there's a lot of conversations that are going to happen about that. It'll take us about uh, 16 weeks to get all the way down to um, bidding out the contract before we know what the price is going to be exactly. But we have a pretty good ballpark. We've given everybody really high numbers that we think should cover everything, and then we can work down from there. We're probably looking somewhere in the half-million-dollar range to replace that system. The building is obviously structurally good and sound. It just needs uh, some updates on the inside for, from that system. And uh, we're going to see what that process looks like. I presented to the council then in the, next, in the same meeting Tuesday night that uh, a way to pay for it with in-house funds, just how we actually budget for it was the question. The council was receptive to doing something, and so was the Board of Works. We're not just wanting to put a Band-Aid on it, but needing to, you know, fix the building. We need to invest in the properties that we own. We've seen that um, become a little bit of a hallmark over the last few years where we're really emphasizing, you know, investing in what we already own, keeping it updated, fixing it, and then making sure that we can use it. And as far as that uh, building or the uh, HVAC system now, um, has it created uh, long-term health problems for any officers over these uh, past 20 years? Well, none that we're aware of, which is a good thing, because we do work to mitigate it. I mean, we run dehumidifiers, um, but it, it really comes down to we've had mold and mildew issues because of the humidity that can be in the building, so we keep a more active eye on that. That's something that custodial staff does as well. But we're really, you know, when you're talking about um, a talent attraction and recruitment, and then in addition to retaining we need a facility that, you know, the air conditioning works in when they come in from the hot and the heat works when they come in from the cold. And it's also a public building. We welcome the public there. We want to make sure that that's comfortable as well. 
So there's a lot of uh, kind of balancing to do yet, but it is it, it needs to be updated. And you know, again, 20 years. If you own a home and, and you've lived there for 20 or 30 years, you've probably put a roof on it. You've probably replaced appliances. You've probably replaced air conditioning and filters and things like that. It's just like your home, and we have this conversation with City Hall too. You know, occasionally you have to replace windows, and you have to do landscape work. So it's it's just like owning a home, uh, just because it's a building doesn't make it any different. All right, and then of course also uh, Chief McNeely mentioned about uh, vehicle purchases. He did, and and obviously this has been something that a lot of people, both in the public and private sector, have dealt with. Uh, you know, vehicle availability, and so. We do need to um, extend our fleet and make some updates. We have a very aggressive, robust uh, capital replacement plan for vehicles that we have on a rotating schedule so that it's easier to budget for. Typically, we budget for three um, SUVs. This year, with pricing and availability, we are purchasing two chargers, um, which is obviously a sedan, a car, four-door sedan. And so those are available on a lot, and they're, they've uh, approved to order two 2022 chargers for the fleet that will replace um, two Ford Explorers. And then uh, in the future, we'll look to availability for replacing that third one we were supposed to next year with the budgeted funds. And then uh, Fire Chief Nathan Sturmer had a item as well. He did. He came forward about... Um, a review of, of some training availability for rope rescue, rope tech. This is something that the council made a requirement for all firefighters last year as part of the budget conversations and negotiations. So we're following through on getting um, an outside source to train up about 10 to 13 of our firefighters in rope rescue um, tech. It will come from already budgeted funds, and the Board of Works agreed to that as well. All right, and then so that concludes the uh, Board of Works meeting, and we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out, and we'll take a look at Tuesday's City Council meeting with Mayor Joshua Marsh, the City of Greensburg, right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To-Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To-Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To-Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our monthly visit with the mayor of Greensburg, Joshua Marsh. And, uh, of course, uh, had a uh, public hearing uh, to uh, toward the beginning of the uh, council meeting on uh, Tuesday night, Mr. Mayor. We did. We had a really good, long conversation uh, with some property owners on East Washington Street, just east of Davis, uh, Davison as well. And we were talking about vacation of an alley. There was a, uh, a neighbor there that expressed uh concern about the closure there are two properties there are technically three properties that touch this alley one being located behind the others there was some discussion about the access agreement availability the utilities to remain or retain a easement through the property that is vacated and all of those kind of different components so one of them, we have the whole public hearing for that one that I just talked about. The other one was uh, requested to be tabled by the petitioner. 
um, so that there could be some more research done before that happens. So we'll re-notice that public hearing when the time comes. Later on, then, in the actual city council meeting, those two were discussed again. The one that was requested to be tabled was tabled right away. And the other one, there was some more discussion um, between city engineer Ron May and the city council about what that concern would be. There was a discussion about the traffic committee's recommendation to the council and some new information that had come out since then. And in the end, there was just a lot of moving pieces and the council tabled that petition as well with the direction to the property owners to bring a very good faith effort in some type of legal agreement for access to both properties since one is located behind the other. And that was then voted on to be tabled until next month as well. So we'll see um, what that process looks like. And then uh, moving into uh, old business, uh, Brian Robbins, the uh, Decatur County uh, Economic Development uh, Corporation, uh, was back with the uh, tax abatement review. This was something that was tabled last month. We went through and approved a bunch of the tax reviews um, as we do annually. Something that was implemented in the, the 2022 review, because there is a decent amount of administrative uh, paperwork that happens on the back end, there was a fee that was um, assessed to the application for review, and there were, I think, seven abatements across three companies that did not have that fee paid yet as of last month's meeting. So those were tabled, but they were approved this month. Um, no issues. All right. So um, and moving on to uh, Sarah Hamer, the uh, building commissioner, uh, and he uh, brought forth a property transfer, I see, Tuesday night. She did. This was something that has been identified in the last maybe like six months as we've been working to create our stormwater utility and as we've been working on our comprehensive plan, which involves zoning maps. It was noticed that the city of Greensburg owned 0.75 acres behind um, DSI on North Michigan Avenue back there, and when with closer review, DSI and the Arc of Decatur County had already built parking lot on our lot because they were under the understanding that they purchased it in 2005, but according to our legal counsel review, it was actually uh, the city acquired it in 2005 through another property transaction negotiation process that nobody's really clear on and then we've owned it for you know almost 20 years the arc thought they've owned it for almost 20 years they've maintained it paved it you know lit it striped it snow plowed it all these things and they they want to um, make some modifications to their campus out there and it was actually a little bit serendipitous that it all came together and that we were noticing it and they were looking at it as well and, and there was some concern. So the council voted to donate the property to the Ark of Decatur County and uh, remove it from our property records and, and move it onto theirs. They're already using it, they're good stewards of it, and we don't see there being any reason in the future that we would need this landlocked piece of property behind another business. And then uh, something from uh, last month that uh, we talked about at length was uh, Large Garbage Week. Was that under any consideration during a Tuesday night's meetings? 
it wasn't um, discussed in the in the meeting or what the plan was going forward. There hasn't been probably enough research done to get it all put together. As everyone's well aware, we are in uh, peak construction season. We've got a couple large-scale infrastructure projects going on around the community. We've got events. And so I just think that that may be something that we take a look at over um, late fall. I know that there was a lot of discussion about uh, the August one, and, and obviously we didn't get that discussion in yet uh, in July. So we may see that come around in August. I don't know yet. We may see if we can get through this year or um, postpone the second one. There hasn't been any decisions made, and there wasn't any um, discussion about it. All right. And then uh, to uh, wrap up, uh, Mr. Mayor, you have uh, some upcoming events that uh, you'd like to tout. We do. We, we talked about a few things at the end of our meetings. We actually, the, the Veterans Banner Project that the Bicentennial Committee has been working on and has installed in our street department actually did all of the installation work. Uh, many, many thanks to them for helping with that. The, the ribbon cutting, the unveiling is Friday, July 22nd, so not this week, but uh, not tomorrow, but next week. At noon, at Decatur County Memorial Hospital, I'd invite everyone who'd like to come out for that. Please do. It should be a, a nice, shorter event um, on the lunch hour. And then, of course, National Night Out is coming August 18th. It will be at North Park, where one of our major infrastructure projects is happening. We're making great progress out there. Can't wait to show the park off and, and welcome everyone back to uh, that. We should have a great crowd. We're going to have live music, a full band, free food. Um, games, activities, the National Guard. We should have a helicopter there. It should be a lot of fun and and a great free event for anyone who would like to come. You do not have to be a Greensburg or Decatur County resident. Come on out, meet our crews and uh, EMS and everyone else. And then uh, following right after that on Saturday, August 20th, we're actually going to have a water plant open house. We opened the new water plant facility during the middle of the coronavirus and haven't had the opportunity to welcome the public in to see this incredible piece of infrastructure that we have and and what their uh, money goes towards paying for as well. And so we want to have an open house. It'll probably be 11 to 1 on August 20th out at the water plant facility. All right. Then anything else uh, before we adjourn for the week, Mr. Mayor? I don't think so. I appreciate the time. Everyone stay safe, and uh, we'll see you out and about. All right, sounds good. Well, Joshua Marsh, uh, Mayor of the City of Greensburg, as always, we appreciate your time this morning. Stay well, and we will talk to you again down the road. Sounds good. Thank you, Tom.